Hello, my love. Welcome to the Cat Cantrell Show. I am your host, Cat Cantrell, the love coach. I show women how to attract the love of their life. I teach high achieving single women how to tear down the walls and create the love they deserve. Since 2013, I've led thousands of women to true love. I help women who make an impact make an impact in their own lives. The Cat Cantrell Show features topics that affect single high achieving women the most. So let's begin. Hello, darling. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I am your host and love coach, Cat. Do I have a special treat for you today? I cannot wait to dive in to today's interview. It's about a topic that I've been wanting to talk about since the start of this show. But before I go into that, I want to make sure and let you know that my How to Attract Love into Your Life workshop, free virtual workshop, is coming up. So June 18th, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We did it last month and it was such a huge success that I've decided to do it again. Not only am I going to teach you my attraction formula of how to attract love into your life, but I'm going to cover the common mistakes that women make when it comes to attracting love. And most likely you don't even know that these are mistakes. So we're going to cover those. And the most beautiful thing about this workshop is that it brings like-minded women together. It automatically on these webinars, these workshops, it builds this incredible community of single women and I don't want you to miss out. So it's 5.30 on a Friday night, Central Standard Time, so you just go ahead and you can have a cocktail if you want to, your drink of choice, and we all hang out together and I get to talk to you about how to attract love into your life. So make sure and go to catcantrell.com, that's C-C-C-A-T-C-A-N-T-R-I-L-L.com forward slash workshop and sign up for your spot today, okay. Oh, I am so excited to bring Lisa Erickson to your sweet ears today. Meditation is something that I speak to my clients about. Sometimes I will do guided meditations with my clients. I believe in the incredible power of meditation, but I'm not an expert. I know what I can do in my own life and I've helped my other clients with meditation in their lives. But when I've been working with clients in the past, I'm constantly getting objections. I'm constantly being told that you don't have the time or that you don't know where to begin or that it's overwhelming or that your mind is a really difficult time shutting off. And I thought that I would bring Lisa Erickson. Lisa Erickson is an author and an expert when it comes to meditation. And I actually found her on someone else's podcast because I feel that when it comes to explaining how to meditate, that it can get, it can get difficult. And I wanted to bring someone on who can explain to you the power of meditation and how you begin meditation. And when I listened to Lisa's interview, I just thought, oh my gosh, I have to have this woman on. And so I reached out to her and I said, hey, 
I would really love to have you on the show so you can help the women in my community learn how to meditate. And she was like, absolutely. So Lisa agreed, and I'm so glad to bring this interview to you. But let me go over her bio with you really quick so you know a little bit more about Lisa. So Lisa Erickson is an energy worker specializing in women's energetics, sexual trauma healing, and chakra manifestation. She is the author of Chakra Empowerment for Women and the Art and Science of Meditation. She aids individuals through major life transits and trauma healing with a particular focus on women's sexual trauma. She is a member of the International Association of Meditation Instructors, the Energy Medicine Practitioners Association, and the Breathwork Network, excuse me, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healing and healers for sexual trauma survivors. Lisa is passionate about helping individuals connect with their energy bodies. And for more information, visit www enlightenedenergetics.com. We'll make sure and put these into the show notes and www.chakraempowermentforwomen.com. I cannot wait for you to listen to this interview. So ladies, please help me welcome Lisa Erickson to the Cat Cantrell Show. Well, hello, Lisa. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Thank you, Kat, for having me. I'm really happy to be here. This is a topic that I have been wanting to cover. We'll have an expert, I guess I should say, to have an expert come in and talk about the subject of meditation because it is something that I believe is really important to our health. And so I'm so glad that you said yes when I reached out to you to have you come on to the show. So before we begin, Lisa, why don't you tell why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your journey of and I know a little bit I know a little bit about your story and there is some similarities because I was in corporate and I left corporate mm -hmm. to follow my passion. So tell us a little bit more about you from your journey from when did you start the when did you start the practice of meditation and then just kind of go from there to where you're at today? Yeah. Well, I was first introduced to meditation over 30 years ago in college, and it wasn't that common yet then. I mean, now it's really everywhere, right? It wasn't that common, so I was sort of fortunate to be introduced to that. But I really didn't turn to it. I liked it, but I didn't turn to it until a few years later when I was working in New York as a technology newbie and lots of deadlines, lots of stress, and I was experiencing headaches and stomach aches. I'd always been really healthy, so I wasn't sure what it was, and gradually, you know, after medical tests was told, this is basically stress, and why don't you try meditation or yoga, which still wasn't that common yet in New York City, but I was fortunate that I did find a class, and as it turned out, it was a chakra or energy center-based form of meditation which became a big part of my life. I did go on to study other forms of meditation, mindfulness, etc. But I stayed in that technology career while on the side I was studying other things. And it wasn't until the birth of my first daughter, which is uh, when I was 36, so it was much later, that I had a real, a really difficult time postpartum. I had some health issues, a lot of things like a lot of women do experience. 
And that made me want to dive more deeply into energy teachings that were specific to women. So then I sort of went in a different direction that led to my current career. So, and she's almost 17. So now I've been doing this for all that time. Oh my gosh. How many, how many children do you have, Lisa? I have three. So I have her and then I have 14 year old twins, boy, girl twins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a lot of teenagers. I have three teenagers. You do have a... <laughs> you really meditation, let me tell you, when you have three teenagers. So... <laughs> Yes. Uh, mine are, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I think I, I thought about that so much cause mine are 22 and 19 and they're mm -hmm. both one's graduated from college and the other one's in college. But I, my heart goes out, my heart goes out to the women who have had to go through lockdown with kids at home. And I'm sure, especially yeah. when it comes to teenagers, it's was not well, at least I didn't easy. Have to teach them. There's like the younger ones that, you know, if you were a parent, you literally, had to practically teach them, right? Trying to right, online. online right. So I'm grateful I didn't have to do that. But yes, it's no teenager's dream to be stuck in lockdown with their parents for months <laughs> yes. on end. So to have three of them, yeah, it was it was a lot of emotions and things. <laughs> yes. Do you, where do you current where where are you at now, Lisa? Are you still oh, in New York or no? Actually, I live on the West Coast now. So I live West just Coast, off okay. of Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Boy, so yes, you've had quite the journey. I I want to kind of dive in more because I this this show is is geared towards uh, single high achieving women, and yeah. we know that especially now more than ever, it seems as if the single women have such horrible amounts of pressure and stress in their lives. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on today was to help these women start, understand the importance of meditation and how they go about with starting. But before I go into all of that, one of the things I love to ask one of my guests is, is there, is there one fun fact about you that not a lot of people know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not a lot of people. Well, the main thing that surprises things that people about me is I think when they hear I'm a meditation teacher, they think I'm going to be really calm and Zen and I'm a very oh, yeah. energy kind of hyper person. Cause I think meditation really helps you connect with your natural energy. So that may be mm. calm, that may be high strung and, you know, embrace who you are and feel that energy. In terms of a surprising fact, at this point, I feel like it's all out there. So in the past, <laughs> you, know, you know, 10 years ago, people yes. were surprised. Oh, she's into uh, astrology or she's into this. Now it's all out there on the internet. So I don't right. know if I have any surprises left at this point. So. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I've talked about how when you are, you know, forward facing, when you, you are uh, someone who is a leader and that you have to be in a space of vulnerability, which means you share a lot of yeah. yourself with exactly. the general public. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, okay. So let's, let's go ahead and we'll, I'll start with my first question. So in, I know that you and I were talking before we hit record about, focusing on energy work with pre-menopausal women and we'll talk mm -hmm. about I'm going to talk about that later but I want to kind of focus more on the single high achieving woman and yeah. what in your expertise and with the the amount of experience that you've had with working with women I'm sure that some of them have been single what do you believe are the benefits to mm -hmm. start 
a meditation practice in their daily lives? Yeah. Well, first of all, exactly what I experienced, right? I mean, I was single for 15 years, right, in the workforce. And it, it's the stress management, right? I think the thing that distinguishes all meditation, and there's so many different forms, so I really think there's a form for everybody, like there's a different meditation style or anchor, as we call it, what you're focusing on for everyone. But what they all share in common is you're practicing for however long you can, pulling your mind back from wherever it usually runs. Mm. And that pulling your mind back is a great gift because it means when you're in the middle of the day and uh, a deadline changes or something goes wrong and you start to constrict and go into an anxious state or whatever your particular pattern is, reaching for food that you don't, it's not good for you or checking out a little bit. We all have our coping mechanisms, right? That you have the ability to pull yourself back from that and go, wait, mm. stop. I'm going to do three breaths. That's what you're training for. You're training for real life. It's just like when you do conditioning in a sport that then it will benefit you in a game, you know, like a professional athlete would do in meditation. You're practicing for that kind of self-awareness you're practicing to not be reactive so that you can make a skillful choice in, in the moment. And you need to practice that in a controlled environment so when you're in the middle of chaos, you have a better chance of it actually happening, right? So that's right. really how to think of meditation. And I think that benefits anyone, but yes. women are under more stress. We know during COVID, they've been you know impacted even more. Studies are showing in so many ways. And when you're single, there's the additional stress of feeling as if you don't necessarily have all of the support structure that you would like. Um, you're taking care of everything yourself. And so that can contribute to that feeling of stress. Absolutely. I never looked at, I never looked at it that way, but I think it's interesting because in my teachings and with my clients and with the work that I do, there is some, there's definitely some similarities because I'm always telling women how to be proactive in their life and not reactive yeah. and how this life is theirs to live and not allowing life to come at them. And yeah. thinking about meditation and, and honestly, Lisa, that is the number one objection that I get from women is when I tell them to try to sit with themselves for five minutes that's what they're always telling me is that their mind is always everywhere else. And it's really hard for them to be in their being and be in their body and to be able to close, I guess close isn't the right word, but be able to release as the stuff comes in to be able to release it and be in the moment. So when we talk about, when you talk about the different forms without going into too much detail, I know that, uh, your book chakra empowerment for women. So we talk, you talk a lot about chakras. So let's, because I think that women, part of the problem, if you want to call it a problem is that women are afraid they meditate wrong. Yeah. Like they think that there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And with with what you said about how you know that there's so many different ways of meditation do you want to share with our audience a little bit more about the different ways that you can meditate yeah 
Well, and I'd love to sp- speak first to that issue of judgment and self-judgment because I do oh, yes. this is, is such a challenge for women because we are judged so much from the outside and we receive those messages from the outside to measure our worth according to certain standards. So then we bring that to things like meditation and it's like, oh, I think you're supposed to feel relaxed and calm when you meditate and I don't. So I must not be good at it or I must be doing mm-hmm. it wrong, right? Right, right. <laughs> But it's really, you know, what's helpful is to really just think of it like exercise. Um, Mm -hmm. It's good for you. It conditions your body. Even on the days you don't like it, it's really nice to find an exercise form or a meditation form that you enjoy most of the time, but you're still benefiting from it even when you don't. Because if you sit there for five minutes and you think for four and a half, but two or three times you pull yourself back for 10 seconds, so you get 20 or 30 seconds of awareness, that's conditioning. That's like doing a push up, and over time, you'll get better and better at that. So, let go of the judgment about not reaching some perfect state and just practice for what you can do. And every time you pull your mind back, that is some training, and it's good. Um, I do think that being said, that different people will resonate with different methods. For someone particularly restful, restless, sorry, restless, the, you know, introductory methods that are often the best are movement based, right? Like mindful walking, walking and just trying to focus on your breath as you walk for five minutes, right? Or on if you're outside walking on all I'm going to do for five minutes is notice every sound I hear. You're using that whatever you choose to focus on is called your meditation anchor. So then in more formal sitting meditations, it might be your breath. That's very common. It might be a chakra, it might be a picture, it might be a chant or what we call a mantra. No matter what form it is, that's your anchor, that's what you're pulling your mind back to every time it wanders. And you should experiment with anchors because uh, that you may find some work better for you. So then feel free to go with that form. I think that's really the way to think about it. Or guided meditations, you may like one person's voice over right. If you're using an app and, and trust that, feel okay about that. Yeah. I think it's, it can be overwhelming, especially for the woman who's having to constantly make all these decisions in her life and she doesn't have anyone else to bounce that off of or to be able to share those responsibilities with. That guided meditation could be a great place for for women to start because they know that they can sit down and just and not have to be, I guess, sit within within themselves. So they can allow someone to guide them uh, through a meditation. And I know that I've used I use Insight Timer. Yeah. I know there's several different apps out there, but I use Insight Timer, and I agree with you. Like I'll pick a meditation and start listening to someone's voice and go, I can't. Right. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like it's anything against that person, but I agree there's like a certain feeling you get with certain voices that can allow you to be able to relax and and to be in the moment versus uh really focusing on like their voice or being able to really focus on what they're saying. Yeah. Um so when it comes to so when we meditate, what not only are we being able to 
train the mind to be able to be proactive and to be able to step away and take a couple of deep breaths and be able to be more centered. Are there other benefits to meditation? Yeah. I mean, I think as you do become more comfortable with it, you do begin to experience really relaxed states. And that's very healing for your body because we know that a constant level of stress, endorphins and cortisone and all this raise cortisol in your body elevated, you know, has a real impact on your stress. But also you can begin to experience shifts in your emotions. You can have feelings of calmness and happiness, contentment that you may not have felt very often and it becomes a new reference point. Like, oh, I can sit here and feel this all by myself. When we talk about self-love, self-worth, it starts to build this sense of self-sufficiency in a way. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to be dependent on external validation to feel this. And then it really can become part of a personal development path, right? Built around self-love and, and self-worth and many things that I know you focus a lot on in your own work. Yes, I love what you just said. It allows us to not have to have external validation mm -hmm. to have these feelings that we can have these feelings within ourselves. That is really powerful, Lisa. In fact, um, if we think about it, especially for single women, we talk, I mean, one of the subjects I cover is, is talking about dating and yeah. I think that's part of where women are constantly seeking validation yeah. from others and sometimes for all, you know, for, I mean, for a variety of different reasons. But one of the things that I try to teach women is start with you first, like mm -hmm. understand that you have to under, you have to believe these things in yourself, that it's not someone else's responsibility to teach these things to you, that it's truly, it needs to come from you and to know that meditation can offer that gift. I never looked at it that way either. Yeah. What a powerful thing. Yeah. It really is all about letting go of that. Everything, how you're feeling being dependent on the outside. Right. Right. That that's right. what it's all about. And that's why it is a solitary activity. It, you know, even if it's just five minutes, it's taking that time to just be alone. And I do think that is the challenge of dating. I was just working with someone who had just gone through the loss of her mother and COVID and she hasn't been dating. And now she's like, well, I, I want to start dating. I just don't know if I'm emotionally ready for all mm -hmm. that potential rejection. Right. Like she's, right. she's afraid she's still feeling too uh, sensitive in a way to handle all of that. And that's it. You have to, when you really have this sense of self-worth, you're resilient. You won't right. take every date that doesn't go well as a sign of your worth. Right. And that exactly that's not so easy though to get there. Right. Or you feel like you have a great date and then there's no follow-up. Right. Or, right. And exactly. And just being able to <laughs> let it go and not let it shake your sense of who you are. Yeah. I think, the more we use meditation as a way of coming home and knowing, getting to know ourselves more. I know that there's times you brought up the fact of emotion. Sometimes I meditate and it brings out 
it it brings out sadness at times. Yeah. It's not always happy that it's, mm-hmm. I feel that, that sometimes we do have inner sadness that especially as strong, independent women, we love to kind of push that down. And I do believe that there is power of being able to let, let that go to being able to let our emotions go. And I know that there's times where I've meditated, where I've, there, there have been some tears and I'm like, why am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> you, you question, you're like, why am I crying? I'm like, obviously it needed, it needed to happen. I needed to let it go. Well, we don't um, have time, right? You don't, that's what, happens. right. I think our lives are so busy and then you just keep going. Right. And so meditation right, right, is right. sometimes the only time you give yourself to stop. And then you learn to just be okay with whatever comes out, right? It needs to happen because otherwise, if it doesn't come out over time, it will manifest in some other way, right? It will manifest sometimes as, you know, anger or higher stress level, et cetera, because those emotions become bottled up. They become stored in the body, we're learning. They become stored in the energy body. So it is important to have that space to let it out. Yeah, I was listening to, I was just listening to a, a podcast and I can't remember, also I would, re- I would refer to it, talking about how we do store emotions in, in our physical body, like in our, and that's why moving our body is so important too, to be able to release these emotions that are stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true for me. There's a lot of research around trauma in particular and the way it's stored in the body and working somatically. To me, it's also the energy body. You know, science can't study that yet anyway. But, you know, in the work I do, we have an energy body that's connected to our physical body. And it's really emotions in particular will get stored there, you know, and can impact us for a long time if we don't have a place to work with them and let them go. Yeah. I encourage my clients to meditate and journal. Like if there are, you know, if, as they're meditating, if there are things that are, that come up Mm. to make sure and to document, to kind of write it and let it, and let it out. And sometimes I've, I've received pushback too with, with, uh, women in the past about journaling for kind of Mm. the same reasons where they're afraid to start, you know, to start being able to let those inner emotions out. So we've talked about all the perks, ladies of meditation, as you're listening to this, (laughs) hopefully we're getting you to start to change your mind about starting uh, a meditation practice. So Lisa, how do you begin? And we talked about guided meditation, which is a great place to start when it Mm -hmm. comes to, when it comes to, uh, if you've never meditated before, but do you have any other suggestions on how women, how they can begin? Yeah. Well, in addition to finding the modality that works for you, right? Whether it's a certain person's guided work or you want to try chakra or breath and you know, some basic instructions on that, that you can easily find online these days, right? Or in various books, then it's all about repetition and routine. And this is actually for any habit formation. We have a lot of research now on how do you develop a new habit and in ideal circumstances, if you do something every day at about the same time and same place for six to eight weeks, you will develop new neural pathways that support that to become automatic. So what I always say to people is, if you have to choose between meditating once a week 
for half an hour and doing five minutes a day, seven days a week, I would start out with the five minutes a day every day at the same time in the same place make a nice little corner that's just for that if you can and that will because that repetition of both time and place helps you develop the neural pathways that eventually develop into automatic and so at the you know a couple months from now it's like at that time of day you just start walking there and you sit down and then if you want a longer meditation you can start doing that or a few days a week you go longer but that sitting down at that time is there, right? For at least the five minutes. Uh, so that, that's really, and science really backs that up. So that's really the starting point. It's, <laughs> you're so right. So I, I meditated, but not on a consistent basis, not until COVID, because my world was changing and I needed to recenter, I needed to be proactive and not make any rash decisions and not, mm -hmm. uh, I really wanted to be an advocate for the inner woman mm -hmm. and not being reactive to what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I, I did exactly that. So I have, it's actually right next to me. Um, I have this corner and I sit yeah. on the floor. <laughs> I sit on the floor and it's the same spot. I have my journals right there and my cards because I I will sometimes pull Oracle cards. And um, I look forward to that and I do it the same time every morning. And it's, and it's interesting because if I, sometimes on the weekends, like I, I'll, it's not that I forget, but you get out of sync, like your normal routine is out of sync. And then the weekend it'll be noon and I'll be like, what did I forget to do today? And because it becomes such a natural, such a natural part of my routine that I can tell when I don't. And it's not because I, it's, it's not because I miss meditation. It's, it's, well, that too, I guess, but it's because I just didn't, I didn't do it. So I, I started practicing it and I did exactly that five minutes every day being able to sit and to be quiet and to be able to be with myself. And then the five minutes turned into 10 and then the yeah. 10 turned into 15 because you, you trained yourself just like yeah. you said. And I think I started off with the guided and now every now and then I will do a guided, but most of the time it's just, I just play music and I just sit with myself and yeah. it's, it's quite, it's quite beautiful. So that's great. When, so when we talk about five minutes, do you, so there's chakra and there's breath work. Mm -hmm. Do you, for someone who's never done it before, Lisa, and your expertise, where should she start? Where do you think she should start? I do think guided meditation for most people is the most helpful. Okay. And whether you're using Insight Timer or another app, or just if there's a book or someone you've been drawn to, right, you can, they often have free meditations online that you can try out on YouTube etc. So I think that's a great place for many people. For others, just basic breath med mindfulness meditation, which is literally just focusing on the rise and fall of your belly as you breathe, mm -hmm. diaphragmatic breathing, or the feeling of the breath going in and out of your nose, like the feeling of the breath on your lip, literally is what you're often taught, either your belly or your lip, you know, that is basic mindfulness meditation. And you just bring yourself back to that anchor over and over. You know, if you're doing the chakras, you're focusing on a certain part of your body and maybe a color there. Um, that's what one of my books is about, etc. So sometimes for some people, they love that because they like having 
I'm focusing on my body and a color, it keeps their mind more engaged. Some people it's too much, right? It's too much. Right. So it really is about experimentation. Oh, yeah. good. Yes, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I'm a visual. I'm a visual. Yeah. So when I meditate, everything is very visual for me. So I don't, I don't necessarily do the breath work, but I am about the colors for yes. sure. Like every time I meditate, there is definitely a color that I think of that's coming from my body. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, me too. <laughs> it's, it's like, You're a very uh, person, we would say. In the yes. <laughs> yes. And um, I, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, <laughs> so I'm very visual. So I love to visualize as if I'm putting myself in a fairy, like a fairy tale land. Like yeah. it's my own place to go. And your safe place, your safe, happy place. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. But some, I know that I'm more of a creator and an artist, so it's really easy for me to visualize. So I love that you say experiment because for the really busy mind, maybe being able to create something or visualize a color could be difficult for them, but to be able to just focus on the mechanical mm -hmm. of the breathing could be something that would be beneficial for them to, to begin. Yeah, that's so, exactly right. So the breathing and, and chakras and guided. Mm -hmm. So we suggest ladies for you to trial three and then just for five minutes and see which ones resonate with you. And, you know, don't, I, I think it's important to not think of meditation as I have to meditate because <laughs> I think sometimes I, I've had women that I've spoken to where they're like, yeah, 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 I know I'm supposed to be meditating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just like you said, it, it meditation is more common now, which is yeah. wonderful. And it, like it's come a long way. But I think it's almost to a point where women are, are afraid to have a relationship with it because it's something they're supposed to do. Yeah. When I think that we're, our job is, t is to educate and teach women how beneficial it is for them to do not that they have to do it but that it is a tool yeah. that they can use to enhance their lives and it's really self-care and although mm. there are days when you find yourself crying or your mind is wandering you know so maybe you're like oh why would i want to do that right most of the time it does feel good most of the time it does yes. so don't judge when it doesn't but most of the time it will feel like self-care it'll feel like when you know once you get get that routine established it'll feel like oh okay my time right so right. then you're hooked right so it's <laughs> yes. something that you have to do it's something you want to do most of the time you know you just kind of have to get right. yourself to that point catch the wave basically and then there's momentum behind it yes so okay so I'm going to take a step further. Okay. So now okay. I'm a woman, I'm, I'm meditating every day for five minutes. I'm feeling really good about myself. So how, how do we use meditation? And I know this is such a broad statement, Lisa, but how do we use meditation to help achieve our goals? So we talk about manifestation, right? So we talk, that's a, another buzzword that it, that is circulating mm -hmm. around quite a bit is manifesting. Mm -hmm. How do we use, so we know the health benefits. Mm 
We know that it's, it's a way of self-care and, and loving ourselves. We know that it helps us understand what we are deserving of because we're giving ourselves our own love. But how do we use it in order to achieve our goals? Like, mm -hmm. how do we use meditation as a way, as a form or a tool of clarity for our lives? Ugh, so many ways. So many ways. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the first thing is that another way, another form of meditation you can practice is actually practicing feeling as if you've already achieved a goal. Because it gives you a sense of the ways that you might feel really far apart from that, right? So just sit there feeling confident, loved, at peace, whatever it is you think you're going to feel when you get that goal. What's the real reason you want that goal, right? What is it you want to mm -hmm. feel? So this is something you can practice. All of the chakras are linked to different feelings. So often if you, if you get into energy work or chakra-based meditation, that's part of what it helps you do. It helps you practice a new state of being that you're not used to. You're used to feeling insecure. Your goal is going to require a lot of confidence. You practice feeling confident. And then gradually that goal doesn't seem so far away or far-fetched, right? There's a lot of different versions of that. With uh, uh, attracting a partner, it is often about feeling loved. And again, it, really being able to feel self-love. What does it feel like if I would just felt fully loved right now? What that also does is help you cut through all the projections, all the things that you are projecting out onto, oh, when I get a partner, it'll make me feel like that. Instead, being like, oh, uh, I'll be right. I feel like this now. Yes. Also, a partner can't solve all our problems for us, right? So, right. It, you know, that's what you're practicing. Um, also, visualization. For those who are visualizing or visual people, Visualizing yourself having already accomplished that goal, looking happy, confident, content. And then I like to take from that visual, dissolve it into a, a ball of light that like feels again, like the goal is already achieved and bring that into your body. But again, what you're doing is practicing believing this is real, this is possible, I'm doing this, right? Uh, and that is really powerful. And then there's, there's kind of more complex ways, or they're not that complex, but ways of using, I work with the chakras, the downward path of the chakras as birthing something new into our life. The upward path is kind of growth. Downward path is, so the downward path is the manifesting path. So there's ways to kind of work with the chakras in terms of this downward structure to help facilitate creating new things in your life. Mm. I love the vis the visualization of feeling that way and seeing yourself in in that light. I think that so many women, especially single women, all women, I should say, really are afraid to truly shine in their lives, that they have been taught that their lights need to be dim in order to, it's one of the things that I talk about, that their lights have to be dim in order to be able to attract a partner because they're too powerful, whatever, too, yeah. right? Exactly. Too confident, too powerful, too smart, too successful. Um, and I think to be able to give her that permission to visualize uh, what true happiness is to her and what her goals are. You know, one of the things I tell my clients is, is 
we project what their goals are. It's a six month goal or an 18 month goal. And I always tell them, imagine these goals without a partner. Like, let's yeah. just take the partner out of the equation and focus on you and what it is that you want out of your life. Um, so I think that that's really powerful. And I think the second thing that you said where I've always talked to, I've always said this about confidence. So confidence, they ha they have the whole saying of fake it till you make it. Right. And I've always said, practice it until you become it. Like mm -hmm. there's a difference, like being able to like switch the, and you said it where to practice confidence, like to practice just with anything. And even as a dance teacher, teaching women how to dance for the first time and them being able to want to just come in and be able to get, you know, be able to get the dance moves like that, where it does take practice, but it's part of the journey that helps you become the better dancer, helps you become the more confident person or helps you become the more successful person is the journey along the way, the practicing that you embrace as you get to the, as, as you're able to achieve those goals or whatever it is that you're working towards. Do you find that with the, the women that you work with, do you find that the visualization or the goal setting that they are able to use meditation in those ways to where it, it can, it can set them up for success? Absolutely. I think yeah. uh, you have to give yourself some time to really connect on the mind body level. Right. And then it becomes real to you. You really realize that each emotional state that you feel does have a different energy to it and that you actually have the ability to shift when you need to. Right. And right. that when you, when you get triggered into feeling insecure, you actually have tools to right then and there drop the insecurity and shift back into that place of confidence. You know, they really, uh, that's what you're, you're striving to get is these tools that you can use on the spot in your real life to really shift. And it goes right back to what you're saying, being proactive rather than reactive, literally being proactive about, you know, moment to moment, what your state is. It's not just dependent on what's happening to you. It's how you carry yourself inwardly and you can control that. You can, um, take charge of that. Absolutely. So my final question is for someone who has been practicing meditation as long as you have, what words of advice do you have for women who are just starting their journey of mm. this, of starting meditation for the first time or women that are still kind of diving into and figuring out their style of meditation. Do you have any words of advice for those, for those women that are just starting? Yeah. Try to reframe it for yourself as the gift you're giving yourself as opposed to this new thing on your to-do list. So do a little bit of reframing, right? Truly focus on, as you experiment with meditation styles, the one that feels the best. Just mm -hmm. go with what feels good and allow yourself that. Don't think, oh, but that person's more famous, that teacher, or this is, oh, yeah. this is more trauma healing and I need to heal my trauma. Like, let go of that. And at least at the start, let it feel good. You know, let it feel good. And then the repetition, that same day, same time. And maybe in your little corner or seat, whatever you have available to you, decorate it a little bit. Have a little flower there every day or a candle that you love or treat, treat yourself to, you know, something 
um, that incense or candle that you really, really like, or your soft, a really soft blanket that you wrap around yourself, bring in some sensual component that makes it feel like a treat. So all mm. of those things will help. All of those things will help get going. Mm. Lisa, what an incredible, what an incredible gift you've given us today. I'm so glad to have you as a part of the show. So if our ladies want to know more about you, where should they go? Yeah, well, chakraempowermentforwomen.com is good. That chakra is spelled C-H-A-K-R-A for anyone for whom that's new. And that will lead you also to my client website, which is Enlightened Energetics. And on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Chakra Empowerment. And on Twitter, I'm at Mommy Mystic. So <laughs> they're all connected to each other. So... Yeah, they're all connected to each other. And the book is available, at, you know, everywhere. So can get Yes, and I kind of was, um, I'm going to have to purchase it because I know that chakras, it is something that I want to explore more in my own personal practice. And especially since every time I meditate that there's always colors around. So I yeah, figure that I this is probably. Like you will like it, <laughs> frankly. I don't say that to everyone, but I do actually think you will like it. I yeah, so I'm working in women's empowerment, you know, and that's all. This right, another, right. Another um, side of women's empowerment. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, and two, I told, I told Lisa, so for my premenopausal women out there, I told Lisa she just had, so she just had a workshop uh, for premenopausal and menopausal energy work, right? For, yeah us ladies. And she said, she's going to, she's going to probably do it again in the fall. So she does have workshops, but so I'll make sure and let our listeners know for my premenopausal menopausal ladies that will probably, yeah. uh, attend one of your, one of your, um, workshops or one of your events coming up. So stay tuned to that ladies. I'll make sure and post the link when that becomes available. And Lisa, is there any final words that you have before we sign off for the day? I think you have a lot more power in you than you realize is what I would say to everyone, right? And own that power and don't hide it. You know, mm. go out in the world in full force and um, you'll attract the people to you that appreciate that power. So don't feel yes. like you dim your power. That's right. not who you want in your life anyway. <laughs> Someone for whom you have to do that. So, right. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Lisa, for being here. I truly appreciate it. And hopefully, maybe uh, we can have you back and we can talk more about chakras. That'd be awesome. Or menopause, yeah. whatever. whatever. Yes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, thank Kat. You. Thanks for having me and for the work that you're doing, too. Oh, thank you. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Bye. All right, my love. Are you going to do it? Are you ready? Spend some me time. Are you ready to do something a little bit outside of the box and try meditation? All it takes is five minutes, right? So five minutes, do what Lisa says, five minutes, find a little spot, take five minutes make sure it's the same time every day. Find an app on your phone that's easy, that's easy for you to download and find a voice that speaks to you and give it a shot. You have nothing to lose other than five minutes. 
And I promise you that that five minutes will eventually turn into 10 and turn into 15. And you'll end up looking forward to this time of the day for you to spend on you. A huge hug of thanks and appreciation. Lisa, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for sharing your time and talents and knowledge with all of us. I know, I know I learned something new and I'm sure you did too as the listener. Thank you, Lisa, for being a part of the Cat Cantrell show. And ladies, I tell you what, if you follow me over on Instagram or Facebook at Cat Cantrell, I will share with you in my stories, my little meditation station. <laughs> a thing my little meditation station i will show it to you i will show you where i sit i will show you my cards i will show you kind of like my ritual so make sure and follow me over on facebook and instagram at cat cantrell and if you're watching this on youtube please make sure to like this episode subscribe to the channel and click on the little bell so that way every time we upload a new episode that you are the first to know and if you are listening to this on itunes I would love it if you would rate and review this episode. This is how other women will find us. And do not forget, go to catcancel.com forward slash workshop to sign up for how to attract love into your life. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And remember, my love, true love is waiting for you. And I will see you all next time.